Welcome to Top Shelf, where we seek truth, opinion, perspective, and we seek solutions. back we back once again season three and we are cooking there's so many great responses everybody is responding uh man i'm loving it how y'all feeling yo bro i'm feeling really good i'm not gonna lie bro (laughs) i'm liking how every week we coming out with episodes and episodes and people are really like organically just loving each episode and like they can't even wait for more they even asking for part two part three so i'm loving it but before we get into it yes we, sir you know what we gotta do friends we gotta do it right and that's what you, we gotta pray we just gotta get into it let's get into the word um i'll start it god we just want to say thank you for uh yet another episode you've been blessing and anointing this season thus far. Thank you for everything that we've been do- able to do from the LLC to uh, the IG Lives to our episode right here, God. Thank you so much. Uh, we pray that you increase so that we can decrease. Even mm. with the subject matter, we pray that we don't offend anyone. And, mm. um, and if we do, our bad, God. <laughs> Thank you so much for this platform. Thank you for my brothers. Uh, and let's go. Amen. I love it. I love Amen. it. So let, let me answer your question, for instance. Anthony did not allow me to uh, hey, answer oh, oh. the question. How <laughs> week is going. Oh, trouble. See how it is, bro. See how it is. It's okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to let it slide. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, boss. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm just joking, man. No, nah, I'm just joking. But now, nah, all, all is well on my end, too, as well. That's great. That's great. That's great. Um, so... Let me let me ask y'all something, or let's get into a train of thinking. Like, like you remember back in the day, how like when you were a child, how the community was like around you. Like, mm-hmm. not even your, not even I ain't talking about just like your set of friends. I'm not talking about just your family. I'm talking about the neighborhood and everybody that knew uh, everybody. You know, what I'm saying I'm talking about those neighbors. Those people down the street, those uh, local service workers that kind of like knew your parents. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about those, like the store clerks, the the mom and pop shops that knew you. You know, I'm talking about those. Like, what was your community like? Uh, for me, growing up, like my community that it, it was it was great. Like, I remember when I had first that moved to Florida, and this was like the first time living in the suburbs, not living in a major city anything like that at all what i noticed with the difference was like because it was like a small at the time it was a small town now it's considered a city now which is uh deltona florida there was like a a sense of community like everybody kind of knew everybody in the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and i remember even for like my parents because you know we were new we're new to this neighborhood we don't know anybody and we people took us in like really quickly and my dad, he actually was actually able to establish some of those relationships earlier on because he actually had moved to Florida first and then we followed suit like afterwards. But it was the first time that I can remember like a sense of like 
community because prior to that, when I was living in Brooklyn, we was living in the projects. And we were kind of isolated in a sense because, you know, we didn't live in the best neighborhood. You know, my parents kind of like kept us indoors most of the time for the mm-hmm. most part. So we didn't really mingle with too many people. I mean, we had, we were cool with some of our neighbors, but it wasn't like a community feel. That community feel felt more like in a sense, like in the suburbs that we were living in. Okay. Some of those races to this day carried on. So if there mm-hmm. was an issue, there was a problem. Right. Um, we were able to kind of like just lean on each other mm. to kind of deal with some of those issues, issues within in the home or even outside the home. Okay. And uh, Anthony, same question for you, bro. Like, what was your community like? I think my community started in the church. Um, I don't okay. have ingress a community where I lived. It mostly started in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents was familiar with the pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, the pastor used to come over to the house to have Sunday dinner. Um, I think that was my understanding of community. Um, mm. I did read things in books in girls to like um, the if the child got out of hand in the community, um, your neighbor could have been able to talk to the, the child right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't see that growing up. Um, right. I think everybody began to stay to themselves. Mm-hmm. But I was always wondering, in regards to like the 1960s or the 80s, mm-hmm. what the community looked like. Right, right, right. I, I say for me, uh, living in the Midwest and growing up in the Midwest, it was very close-knit like Mm. there was Mm. a lot of mom and pop shops uh where i'm from and you know like the grocery store clerk mr young who owned the grocery store he knew my mother you know yeah and there was some times where like like we didn't have it all for the groceries and Mm. and then you know mr young like go ahead i know i I know y'all get it to me you know what i'm saying wow and you know, within that, it was not only that, but it was school as well in education. Like my mom was on a first name basis with my principal, you know, and our principal made it because we had a black principal and this is the 90s and Mr. Moore. And he was so cool, man. It's so amazing. I mean, there was times where he would discipline kids. This is back in the day when your principal could actually whoop kids. This okay. principal could he could, he could he could lay the smack down, you know. <laughs> Shout <laughs> out to Principal Moore for laying that's the smack what I'm saying. Down. It was it was one of those things because he knew your parents on a first name basis. It's like, yo, don't make me call Deborah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and then and, and it was one of those things. It. The community, and then it was like my mom was so cool, man. She got to know everybody. Whenever she moved to a neighborhood, she made it her point to get to know everybody on the block, mm. just in case you know anything kicked off where. You know, they were trying to snatch uh, me and my sister or if there was anything, you know, alarming going on or if like if like we were supposed to be in when them streetlights came on, she could just call down the street like, yo, is my son down there? Okay, I'm gonna call the other block. Is my son over there? You know, that's how close knit it was for me. And then uh, like Anthony touched on with the church, it got even more, you know even more consumed in the church. So I felt like I was consumed by community straight That's up. Dope. Like, um, and I love what Anthony touched on when he was talking about uh, the church community. And I wanted to uh, go into that. Like with the church community, let me ask you guys, when y'all became a part of the church community, what was something that you loved? The main, like that attribute of being a part of a church that you loved? 
I love the fellowship. Uh-huh. Um, I thought yeah. like the first time I actually really, really got involved um, in the church. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in a church all my life. I grew up Catholic and then transitioned to like a Christian church as I got much older. But it was like a mega church. So it was just kind of like you just go, you listen to the word and go about your business. And then, you know, it was, it was exciting. It was nice. But the first time I really, really felt involved is is what maybe actually fall in love mm-hmm. with the church was a fellowship the fellowship yeah. was dope like people were just outside of church people would hang out conversate there was a sense of community that was going on um and that was taking place and i and, and i love that because it was more than just like you sit down and you're just a number at the church mm-hmm. and you just listen to the pastor preach um you listen to the church announcements you know, just all that jazz, you were able to like afterwards, you know, fellowship with your brothers and sisters and have other types of conversations. People would hang out. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, to me, that's what made me fall in love with the church. It made me actually wanted to go to church even more because of that. That's good. And what is something you loved about the church, Ant? Um, I think for me, it was definitely community. Um, and it was a sense of, not just the food. The food was always good on Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, but real talk, it was the male, the male example of what role models look like. Anthony, so, I thought you said the meal. <laughs> it was the yo, meal. I, I, th- I thought you said the same thing too, bro. <laughs> I was like, Anthony, you still stuck on the meal. <laughs> I said, yo, that oxtail and gravy must have been nice after church. Exactly. <laughs> so you said it was like the male influence. Correct. So okay. I think it was a male influence and mm-hmm. just being able to, because um, what the church where I was growing up, um, it was multiple churches okay. in one. Like it was like a, like a, a, like a foundation and there was like multiple churches in different states. So we were mm-hmm. able to travel. Oh. That's mm-hmm. good. That's yeah, good. So we were able to travel to different churches and um, I began to understand the word. Through, I began to understand the word through that, that my faith in regards to that church. Okay. Mm. Okay. I think, I think for me, uh, it, it kind of uh, I it, I agree with Anthony. The same same kind of thing for me. Like it was the first time since I didn't have my father in my life mm-hmm. that I could see black male figures, you know, and um, in my life that were like married and were upstanding and upright, and you know, some of them turned out to uh, they were, you know, religious mentors, like Christian mentors of mine. Love it. And they helped me. They helped uh, really push my push for my dreams and everything like that, bro. If it's because of like shout out to Pastor Elder Sawyer, uh, who pushed me to go audition for stuff. A shout out to uh, Elder uh, Pastor Brady, who's still mm-hmm. pastor in my church back home. Pastor Glenn Brady, who like helped uh, pay for uh, my schooling here. And uh, for for conservatory, bro, they pushed me. They paid for my way to go to New York for the first time in 2007. They believed in you. Yeah, bro. Yeah, my church, my church was hardcore, bro. Like they were when they when they loved they loved the youth. They pushed the youth, and I really saw it when it mattered. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, So we talk about this community, right? We talk about. uh, us growing up in the church, around the church, we talking about the things we love. Mm. Um, what do y'all think? You know, I was pondering this question, and I, I even uh, 
asked one of my homies about it, uh, Jesus, I, and he brought up more thoughts about this this topic. So shout out to him. Shout out um, to Jesus. So Thanks. what's worse? What do you think is worse, guys? Church hurt or is is world hurt worse? Yo, Ooh. church hurt. Is, <laughs> yo, church hurt. Is <laughs> Anthony didn't worse. even wait. <laughs> nah, bro, because I could. That was a trigger when you said it. I, I was even ready for that question. Okay. Like, church hurt is the worst because mm-hmm. I think for me and my experience, I think because you go to the church mm-hmm. and you have this young mentality, like, the church is going to protect you from the world. Mm-hmm. And then you don't know that people are still people at church. Absolutely. When you're, when you're navigating this church world and you're like, wait, why am I getting my heart broken? Mm-hmm. Why, is, why are people deceiving me? Mm-hmm. I, 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 you get confused and then you begin to go into that category or that boat is like, yo, mm-hmm. I don't really bang with church right now because right. I can literally get hurt in the world. I get, get hurt in church. So you don't even know what the difference hmm. Mm, that's that was, good. That was that was good. That was deep. That was really good. What about you, Jeff? No, nah, I mean I agree with Anthony 100. percent Like I think um, church hurt is a lot more because mm-hmm. when it comes to church, when we break it down and we actually think about it, we're more emotionally and spiritually connected to the church versus the world most of the time, right? So right. there's this high level of expectation that we put on the church, right? Mm-hmm. We expect that when we go to church, the pastor's perfect. Um, I'm not saying me per se, but people, pastor's perfect, the congregation right. is perfect, the deacon Absolutely. is perfect, people that who are that go to the church, they're um, upstanding Christians, they really like live this Christian life. So like what Anthony was saying, you're not expecting to get hurt. You're not expected to be betrayed. Um, but we got to remember, Judas betrayed Jesus. You know what right. I'm saying? And he was one of his disciples. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? It means that People are still people just because they're inside of a church building doesn't mean they're not going to be people. But what happens is that because, Mm -hmm. you know, we have this expectation of Mm -hmm. them, um, we expect them to protect, like Anthony said, which Mm -hmm. that's a very, very great word that Anthony used. Mm -hmm. We expect them to protect us from any form of hurt. If I'm depressed, if I have anxiety, if I'm dealing with whatever type of life issues, uh-huh. um, I can go to church and I can pray to God. I could be amongst my Christian brothers and sisters, fellowship with them. I could worship with them. They're supposed to uplift me. They're supposed to pour into me. It's supposed to be all this positivity. It's supposed to be this revival that's supposed to go on. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, we should never put our expectations on people because we're always going to be disappointed. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? We should only put that expectation on God. So I do mm-hmm. believe, to answer your question, that I believe church hurt is a lot more worse than the world hurt because mm-hmm. we know the, we know what the world is about. We know the world's going to disappoint. It's going to hurt us. It's going Absolutely. to manipulate us. The world is full of like just wickedness and evil. Mm-hmm. We don't have that same expectation within the church. So that's what makes it more personal and much more devastating. I Abs- think, absolutely. I love your point, Jeff. And I think from my experience, from my perspective, I'm coming from the the child that's developing itself in Christ. So I'm coming from mm. a 15, 16, 17, maybe even 14. And I'm just not even a newbie, but I'm I'm literally I'm vulnerable. 
I'm mm-hmm. a vulnerable Christian. So mm-hmm. you could tell me, yo, it's you got word, you, you, you literally yeah. splash five waters and you and you got the Holy Ghost. Cool, mm-hmm. no problem. Right. Because I see everybody doing it. Mm-hmm. But when you're not conscious and you don't understand like the word, mm-hmm. and you begin to like say, This is normal behavior. Right. I, this, I, is I, how I, this is how I'm supposed to receive or act. I, yo, and these are amazing. I love y'all perspectives. Like, uh, amazing point, Jeff. Amazing point, Anthony. Um, but I have a different kind of view of it. I feel like the world is worse. And I'll tell you guys why. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in the word, uh, the Lord said that you, in this world, you will have trouble, Right. Like we will have trouble, and that just isn't excluded to, you know, outside of it, outside of the church, right? Mm-hmm. So, like inside of the church, I know we expect it to be good roses and everything, but you know, it's a dent. It's it's a hospital full of people who are hurt. You know, it's a hospital. A church is a hospital full of people who are being hurt, and mm-hmm. we we each are churches, our body. It's a temple for the Holy Spirit. So we all are churches. A, a church is just a building. You know That's what I'm true. saying? Straight up and down. So the reason why I say that, like, so if I ever did get hurt in church, like, let's say if I ever got my heart broke or if anything ever happened, I'm like, well, even if I'm outside, it's still going to hurt. You know, I, I, I say that church uh, world hurt is worse because the world is like a Uzi. The world is just, it just keeps shooting out bullets every time. Like every time you turn on the news, bruh, there's never, ever anything positive. No positive stories, nothing. You can look at media, social media. Something's always going wrong in the world. It just never stops. It but that never church hurt, stops. Yeah. That church hurts could hit you like a sniper. It's, it can. It can. It can. It can. It can. I think that's Facts. a very... Yeah, that's a very phenomenal point, um, yeah. um, Fred. That you that you stated, man, and and I, right. and I love, and this is what I enjoy. I enjoy mm-hmm. the different perspectives because right. I think if you ask the average person, mm-hmm. this is they're going to be divided. And when mm-hmm. it come, they, they, I think 50 you you're going to have half that's going to say church hurt is worse. Right, other half is going to say the world hurt is worse. And I think it's going to depend on your experience, and especially yeah. if you've have experienced church hurt like my question to you guys is have you guys have you guys experienced church hurt before absolutely definitely. absolutely definitely. absolutely from 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 both churches <laughs> do, do you care to explain that or, or give an example of your church hurt for well, our for listeners me, for me uh uh i'll keep it brief of course it's like it was basically um you know i had a friendship and, you know, I was in a relationship at the time and then I, out of nowhere, I wound up breaking up with uh, the, the young lady and basically the friend that I had, he started dating the young lady and they got married like really quickly. And so, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like gossiping happens and all this other stuff happens, you know, and then. The, the breakup wasn't the worst part. It was just the fact that I had to explain what happened, you know, and that's, that's the hurt part of it because it's like the hurt piece is like, I'm trying to heal, 
and you guys are over here still talking about it. And I had to relive that like mm-hmm. uh, for like a year, you know, I had to live through that for a year for with my family, my friends. And it hurt. It really, it really, because it, it was magnified. I had to keep going to church every Sunday, you know. How did yeah. you bounce back from it? Um, the Lord. There you go. Straight up and down. Like it, it took healing. It took, it took uh, a lot of time to myself, self-care. Mm-hmm. I had did counseling uh, I, with, with a pastor at my church. I also stayed in connection with my friends and um, a lot of coffee, you know, <laughs> a lot of uh, reading. I did some reading as well mm-hmm. and, and exercise and, and traveling. I, I have good. a question. If you want to answer, you don't have to answer, bro. Um, but thank you definitely for sharing. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between a church hurt in the same scenario you just gave and a world hurt? Like if it was in the world, like what's the difference? I would I would say because it's see, and this is the question that Jesus asked me earlier. He was like, "Where does the?" He he asked me this question. Where That's does the? He said, "Where does the uh, church start?" And I know he said, "Where does the uh, the world start and the church end?" Mm. He he said because it's like what's the line? Because it's like if we're called to be churches, we're if we're temples, our bodies are temple for the Holy Spirit. Ain't ain't church everywhere we go? It is, but not everybody's not everybody's a believer. That's the thing, and, and not, so and not everybody believes in the Bible. And mm-hmm. I, I think where the line comes from is mm-hmm. I mean, I'm gonna go back to that word expectation. We have mm-hmm. this expectation that. If you if you meet somebody right and you hear like mm-hmm. oh I'm a Christian I'm a believer mm-hmm. you gonna automatically assume that they know the word you're gonna mm-hmm. assume that they have good character you're gonna assume that they're the light that God calls right they're that mm-hmm. vessel right so you're expecting goodness you're not gonna expect them to be let's say a child absolutely molester. you're not absolutely. gonna you're not gonna expect them to be uh, have infidelity in their marriage mm-hmm. you're not gonna expect them to be abusive. Liars, right. you know, mm-hmm. a thief, a murderer, because all mm-hmm. these people they do exist in the church. You've got to keep it a buck, right? Right. But you don't have the expectation automatically, right? You just you right. assume the best of that person. Mm-hmm. If it's somebody from the world, right? You know what I'm saying? It won't be as alarming or as surprising if mm-hmm. they are all those other things: a cheater, abuser, a murderer, a child molester, uh-huh. um, a thief, a backstabber. You know any. Anything that's negative that's associated that could be associated with somebody's character. So I right. think I think that's where that line is. We put this certain assumption and a certain expectation when it comes right. to those who are believers. Just like somebody who is a uh, a doctor, right? If you hear somebody's a doctor, you're gonna assume they know how to take care of people. You know, yeah. medically, right? You're gonna assume Absolutely. they can treat people if they're mm-hmm. sick. You have this expectation but that doctor may he may be like a um a, a dentist because they are technically doctors right and he may not know how to like fix your heart if you're having like pal- mm-hmm. pal- um, palpation which means your heart's beating fast right you know this doctor he may like you know he may be like a, a general surgeon but he may not know how to like give you anesthesia because he's not an anesthesi- anesthesiologist right but right. there's this expectation or this assumption because of this person's title Right, like they know this. They know this part of that particular profession that goes with their title. So it's the same thing with church. Yeah, 
Like we don't expect cops to kill us, but that's a fact. Here, here we go. That's a, that's a great point. Like cops are supposed to protect and serve, but they they uh they make error too. They they make error too. So it's like, how do you train somebody to protect and serve when we're looked at as targets and flight risk? That's because true. of because of no other reason than okay, that's your skin color. That's a whole nother deep conversation. Yeah, that's a and whole that, nother conversation. <laughs> but 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 that but that's that's a fact. Um that's a huge fact. And and I and I think where this conversation what it reminds me or has me or just realizing is from the examples that Anthony gave, from the examples that Fred gave, is that at the end of the day we're all human. Mm-hmm. None of us is perfect. And so just because you're in a church or we are walking churches, we are going to make uh, mistakes. Um, People are imperfect and Mm -hmm. people are still trying to figure it out. People are still walking in their own journey as Christians, um, as believers. So I remember uh, my pastor, he told me, you never want to put that much more power into somebody because if you do, you're going to be disappointed because at the end of the day, they're mm-hmm. human beings. We're all, you know what I'm saying? We all were created imperfectly in God's image. And so that's why God gives us unlimited grace because Absolutely. He knows, even as Christians, whether if you're a pastor, whether if you're a deacon, um, whether if you're just a normal church member, you're going to mess up every now and then. Yeah. Absolutely, it's completely true. Like, and, to, and I want to answer your question, uh, Anthony. Is I believe that church, we're in church, we are church all day. I think when you come in contact with someone who is not a believer, uh, or you cross into a perimeter line, when you cross a, a perimeter that is not of God. That's when you. That's when it's ch- uh, not church any longer. Uh-huh. Like when you cross a line, you know what I'm saying, and and you, and you get pushed out of what is holy and what is godly. Okay, I yeah. get that. Yeah, so like if it's like, <laughs> like if you trying to like you could go into like, let's say. A, a trap house with good intentions, but if you start trapping that, but if you start trapping after that, you you become a part of the world. Because the word says, "What does it profit a man to gain the whole world but lose his soul?" Uh-huh. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? And once we get into that that mindset, like if somebody talks, the the devil is always trying to uh, trick you off the street. So the fun. devil is always trying to hoodwink you, bamboozle you, and try to tell you. Like, nah, man, just do this. Try to take take the easy way out. Take this shortcut. He's a scammer. Original scammer. The original scammer. Scammer for souls. (laughs) You you know what I'm saying? He's trying to get as many as he can. He get lit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's like, you want this new... Hey, man, yeah, you can have everything you want. Yeah, but it's just going to cost you a soul. Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And the thing is, it's like, I think this whole thing we're talking about with the community guidelines and we're talking about hurt, we're talking about so many things because if we look at, I wanted to bring this point up, if we look at the Dylan Roof situation, you know, for those who aren't privy, like Dylan Roof was a young white uh, man who walked into a church and murdered black people. 
you know, and you know, he, he got treated by the cops as such. Now, now you take something that is from the world into a church and then it's just evil. Then it just becomes evil. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I think the reason in my mind for my justification for my point is like the world is, is crazy all day, 24 seven. The news mm-hmm. don't stop for nobody. CNN is always on. You know what I'm saying? 24-7. The church has just got a little bit bit of point. We only got the AM radio. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) If I'm lying, I'm flying. (laughs) So, let me ask y'all. Do y'all feel like there's any solution to this? Is there a solution to, like, uh, being a... I mean, or can you be a part of a solution to kind of, like, not... Because you can't stop church hurt. It's going to happen. People going to be people. Yeah, people going to be people all day. Judas didn't have to do what he did. There was even salvation for Judas. You know what I'm saying? Correct. He didn't have to hang himself. He didn't. He could have He could have asked God for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That God would have given it to him. Exactly. Because Jesus knew that was actually, you know, that's what's going to happen. Exactly. So, so it was already there. Um, I, I, I believe it's a, as part of the solution. One of the solutions is... Um, one, I think, number one, don't allow church hurt, because church hurt is going to happen, right? Don't allow yeah. church hurt to stop your walk, uh, stop your faith in God. It's, because it's, not, it, it's not God that's hurting you. It's people. People people hurt people, whether if they're a Christian or whether if you're just a normal, regular, you know, person, right? That's not, a non-believer, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, people are people hurt people. People disappoint people. It, how many times we disappointed our parents, but our parents still love us, right? Man. You, you get you get what I'm saying. People disappoint people. It's just what it is. We're, you're, we're asking too much of someone to not disappoint us, right? And so as long as we recognize one, it's not intentional. Then you know we just kind of let it go. I think another solution is just to kind of recognize that if it does happen, to to really just look at it as, hey, I can't control what you can control. You can't control how somebody's going to act towards you, how they're going to react towards you, and how they're going to treat you. But all you really can do is just be the example of the opposite of what church hurt is, right? So Mm -hmm. people could see that example like, hey, this person within this church may have hurt you or may have done something to disappoint you, but look at me as an example of what not to do. You know what I'm saying? Be that positive role model. Be that mentor. Because Uh like Anthony stated earlier on, if you're young, like a 14-year-old, 15-year-old, 16-year-old, you're vulnerable. Even as adults, we're vulnerable. We're very vulnerable when we're inside of like a church. Heck yeah. That's that's facts plus income tax. You see grown men crying (laughs) at church because they're worshiping God. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're there for. We're there to worship God. We're not there to worship the people that's within the church. We're there mm-hmm. to worship and praise God. And if it's a church that is has hurt you um, or that has devastated you, I think one of the things is don't be afraid to look at other options. I'm not saying upright and leave the church. What I am saying is just to analyze what is the environment of the church. What's the culture of that church? Is this a thing? Is this something that where it does not get um like a virus that does not get treated like you know what i'm saying like that church hurt continues to spread throughout the whole congregation and you're uh-huh. seeing multiple multiple of people consistently being hurt and then you find yourself a new church from where you're not really going to experience that so i think to kind of sum it up as far as my opinion when it comes to a solution is not to focus on the person or the people within the church really focus on god 
and your relationship with God. Because I think when that does happen, when that church hurt happens, because it's going to happen, you're not going to allow it to affect you as much because you're going to give it to God, let God deal with it, and you're going to continue on your journey as being a Christian and continue to serve him because you're, you're here to serve God. And you're there to serve people too as well because Jesus calls us to serve the people. But you know that you're not going to allow the enemy to take that hurt that experience that you have within church hurt to change your perspective on what church is and how church looks like. Um, great. Well, great thoughts. Um, great thoughts. Should you leave the church when you get hurt? Not right off the bat. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I would, I, I would look at again, what the church is, where did it come from? Is it just a person within the church? Did it come from the pastor? Is it again? Is there a trend within the church where again the church is like a virus where it's it's spreading throughout the church and you're seeing so many different members being affected by it and continue to be affected by it and the church is not doing anything? I think if you have a a a, a series of those type of issues, then you may want to consider it. But I'll always start is praying about it, pray yeah. to God about it, ask God is like God. I feel uncomfortable with this church. I feel hurt mm-hmm. by this church. Whether right. you, or this person at church hurt me. Right. I don't know what to do. Please uh-huh. guide me as far as what is the next course of action. Should I leave or should I stay? Because there may be a valuable lesson that stands behind Absolutely. that hurt that you experienced at that church. Talk you know that talk. So I, I definitely believe is in start with prayer first and just start kind of looking at the patterns. Where did it come from? You know what I'm saying? To before you make any decision just to up and leave. Because if, if you just if anybody just leaves just off one church hurt, you're gonna leave every church almost that you attend because every church is going yeah. to experience some form of hurt. Because again, people are still people, it may not have nothing to do with the pastor. It could just be one disgruntled member or somebody who's just dealing with whatever issues and hurt somebody within the church, and it's like, here we go. You know what I'm saying? Because again, people are still people. Right. I mm. think and uh, in, in the example of the issue that I dealt with with my church hurt, um, I stayed I still stayed at my church for a year and a half, still serving, still pushing forward. Um, I don't think the answer is to leave, you know, unless you heard from the Holy Spirit straight up and down like you have to leave. I feel like anytime you a church is supposed to be a place of refuge, anytime you don't feel you don't feel safe any longer like in any shape way or form spiritually any of that um i would say consult counsel uh within the church and then let them know that you're leaving and then gracefully make your way you know and always have a plan um where you're going to next because you don't want to get in this limbo of like uh, okay, I ain't going. I don't have a church home right now, so I'm just you know chilling. I'm out here in the wilderness like Nebuchadnezzar. You know what I'm saying? You the thing is, it's like you want to get back into that pocket because it's always look. Evil company corrupts good morals. Mm-hmm. If you're not around those people of God, you're gonna be around somebody. You know what I'm saying? No, it's true. So, uh-uh. so we so we have to. Uh, it's you always have another place that you're going to after that so that you can be able to fellowship with uh, people, the next set of people. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's what I did. Like, I, you know, from, I, I'll give an example for myself where I left a church to go to another church because I was church hurt. And what, but what I, with the course of action, what I did, 
and this is what I, the advice that I would give. I had wanted to leave this church for a while, right? Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, it was a, a, a great church, but there was a couple of factors where I felt I, I didn't want to be there no more, and it eventually led to me being church hurt. But I remember, like, the first time I wanted to leave, God told me to stay. I felt mm-hmm. that nudge, like, not the nudge, but I felt the push to stay. And so I stayed. I continued to just attend, continue to be part of one of the ministry teams at the church, continue to serve, right? And then later on that year, it became too much, right? And I really, really got hurt. And the reason why I left, because if I'm honest, I'm being transparent, was that there was somebody that I was seeing at that church that I was engaged to, and the church did not approve of it. And it caused a lot of um, pressure within the relationship. And it basically broke us up, right? Um, mm-hmm. The person couldn't deal with me. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, it, you know, it is what it is. You know, I have nothing against the person or like that at all. So I love, so but or even the church. That's just their beliefs. That was just their theory. And, you know, that's what how they saw things were, right? Because I was a divorcee, right, at the time. And I knew at that point, there's no way I could continue to say because I knew for me that um, I wanted to get married again, but there's no way I could get married if I'm in this church because they didn't believe in remarriage. And they've actually, to my understanding, kicked members out of that church because wow. they got remarried. Like the pastor that's wouldn't crazy. Yes. But again, this, that's, that's their belief. You know what I'm saying? I don't not. I don't knock their belief is that's what they believe in. That's what they believe in. I have every right to up and leave. But before I did that, I prayed on it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I asked Absolutely. God for counseling. And then when I did that, I remember the day that I, I actually officially left to go to a different church. I remember um, getting that nudge from God, like, go ahead and go. I went online because I didn't want to leave a church and not go to another church. Like the point that you said, Fred. I went online and, and I, I looked up the church with that church that I attend now and I saw it. So I had great reviews. Like, okay, I'm going to go check this church out because I knew my journey had to continue. I knew my journey with God had, had to continue. I knew this had nothing to do with God. It's just this church had their own beliefs. They had their own theology. They had their own ideology. They had their own beliefs. And I can't knock that. Back then I did. I was upset. You know what I'm saying? But looking back at it, and especially as I continued to grow, I forgave the church and let it go. And I realized it was nothing personal, too. Even I took it personal because it, it, it personally affected me. But I realized, like, this is what was going on. And there was other things as well. Anyway, to make a long story short, I found my new church. And then I saw my church, I mean, my church, my faith and my growth elevated even more. Right. So I knew I was in the right place. But I made sure that I did. Um, my due diligence by praying. I didn't make a hasty move. I waited patiently um, and I waited until God gave me the okay. And then everything ended up working out towards my favor, you know, glory to God. That's great. That's amazing, Jeff. Um, and that's what happens when you don't make hasty decisions. Nothing, nothing can be good made out of haste. You know what I'm saying? That's what, that's what I believe. Um and to so our cool. village and the people out there, uh, make sure, like, if you're in an indecision right now, if whether you should stay or you should go, really, really listen to the Holy Spirit and really, really uh, allow the Holy Spirit to speak. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, you know, people can give you their opinion all day, but the Holy Spirit is, like, is real. 
and Facts. and and it'll give you wisdom. Um, Facts. And beyond remember, beyond remember, anything, people people is people. Yeah, people are people, straight up and down, and like you said. Um, and yeah, fellas, we have another one. We got another one in this the chamber. This was a good one. This was a good one. The community guidelines. Yeah. Yeah, I love man. It. I love this conversation, man. It was great. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, because we were chopping it up, Jeff. I remember about it, and uh, this is how this is how it turned out. This is how episodes come together. It all starts as a conversation. Yeah, and and, and it's a conversation that I definitely believe that will continue on, and it's a conversation that I think that it may lead to a part two. We may need to further this conversation because there's so much to impact, and it's hard to impact everything in, in 45 minutes or less. Absolutely. This might be our first IG live that's connected to a podcast. I, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I like that idea, Anthony. That's so, it. Stay tuned. <laughs> Everybody stay tuned. Make sure you do season three. We did this. Another one. And another love one. It. <laughs> well, love y'all.